Welcome to Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Each episode reveals the latest insights on today's consumers and offers a sneak peek of tomorrow's marketplace. We'll share the latest from a global and regional perspective to help you stop guessing what's next and start thinking ahead. In this episode of Thinking Ahead, we launched the first of our podcast on the UK's Consumer Confidence Index. In these short monthly episodes, Neil Bellamy and I will discuss the latest results and we'll put them in context for you. Neil has worked behind the scenes on the index for a long time and we're delighted he's agreed to lead these podcasts. He works closely alongside our spokesperson, Joe Staten, who many of you will know. Joe will be part of these recordings from time to time. Neil has 30 years experience of researching consumers. He's also a proud data guru and will be including a technical question each month. These are based on the topics that we are asked about the most often. Finally, I'll introduce myself. My name is Lucy Green and I've been working on the press releases for the index with my colleague Stuart Ridsdale since 2013. That's enough preamble. Let's get started. We started this year with a rise in the overall measure of confidence to minus 19. Can you help us understand what an improving but yet negative figure actually means? Absolutely. So at the moment, consumers are still pretty negative about things in general, but in January, they're feeling a little less negative than they were in December. British consumers are not renowned for their positivity at the best of times. And in fact, the last time the confidence index was in positive territory was eight years ago, back in January 2016. If we look back over the last 10 years, the average for the index is minus 15. So we're actually creeping back towards a typical level of confidence at the moment. So when you say the last time it was in positive territory was eight years ago, do you mean it was at zero? So yes, it was in at zero back in March 2016. But even better, it was plus four in January 2016. Uh, as I was saying, eight years ago, that's a long time since we've been positive enough to be in that kind of uh, territory that was above the line rather than below. So in January, all the five measures that make up the index were uh, up. They, they moved up. Is there anything that stood out to you in January of those five measures? So for me, it was really encouraging to see that all five measures are up in January. But the one that stood out was personal finances over the next 12 months. In itself, that's the single best indicator of how households are feeling about their income and expenditure. And this now sounds at zero, which is, is significant because we've had 24 consecutive months of negative scores. But that seems a bit mad to me, though, because we've got very high inflation. A lot of people are struggling. So what, why is that number at zero? Yes, it's a good point to raise. Uh, I think despite the cost of living crisis still impacting many households across the UK, consumers appear to be encouraged by the overall trend of falling inflation and also expected interest rate cuts later this year. In addition, we have many headlines teasing us about potential tax cuts in this election year. So we look forward to seeing if those do come through. And all that is against the backdrop of growing hostilities in the Middle East, which while it's not impacting many in the UK directly, it's still a cause of concern. Yes, and also we've got the conflict in Ukraine as well. Quite right, yes. So clearly there's a lot of factors building up. So you've got a lot of positive things on one side, but also negatives on the other that could go one way or another. But what is increasingly clear is that there is a big difference between the have and the have-nots. 
So whilst those households earning 50K or more a year have a positive overall index of four, all the other income groups are still stuck deep in negative territory in the minus 20s and even in the minus 30s. So clearly there's a long way to go before the majority of people feel positive again. That even the lowest earners have shown a 24 point increase in the index compared to a year ago, whilst their personal financial situation has improved by a massive 38 points. I have got a question about January in particular, because January is a long month. It comes after Christmas when we've all spent a lot of money. We have Blue Monday on the 16th this year. So it's known to be a depressing month. Is there something about the month of January in particular um, where you're seeing a trend, like consumers are more negative or they're perhaps going into the new year feeling more optimistic? So actually, uh, it's more the latter typically. So in six out of the last 10 years, we've seen the index rising in January, even if only by two or three points. And so really, people are coming into the new year feeling refreshed and looking forward to the year ahead. However, over the last few years, the index has actually gone down in January. And that's been driven by COVID and concerns about the cost of living. So it's nice to see a step in this January towards the more traditional optimism. And uh, you're not going to like me for asking you this because okay. I, know, I know that we don't do predictions. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to get a sense from you as an expert on consumer behaviour, what do you think we might see in February and March? Well, really, I think consumers are desperate for some kind of confirmation that their positive outlook is not misplaced. So as we always do, we were keeping a close eye on inflation rates and any signs of the much longed for interest rate cuts. Because as we know, there are you know, tens, hundreds of thousands of people whose fixed term mortgages are coming to an end who'll be looking for a better deal out there. And then of course on 6th of March we have Jeremy Hunt's budget announcement so we'll get to see if these tax cuts do actually materialise. Meanwhile though on the international front any further escalation of the conflicts in the Middle East or the Ukraine could lead to Britain being potentially dragged more into these and then dent to consumer confidence again. So really the trouble with trying to make predictions, you never know what's just around the corner and you can't see something come in that might pop up tomorrow, just throws everything out entirely. Yes, absolutely. Now, I've introduced you as one of our uh, self-confessed data gurus. Um, so I think we need to have a little stroll over to data guru corner for our January, yeah. our January tips. I'm thinking, do you want to sing us a little jingle, Neil? To get us there? Uh, I could certainly try, but I think we'd lose all our listeners instantly. So um, I'll give it a miss this time, if that's okay. Okay. So as I handle the media inquiries with my colleague Stuart, one of the questions we are asked the most often uh, is, what is an index and why is the consumer confidence measure created as an index? So this is definitely a question for a data guru like you, Neil. Yes, I think the index is pretty fundamental to everything we talk about, really. And an index is typically a composite measure where you combine percentages to create one easy to understand score. When it comes together to putting together our overall consumer confidence index, the first thing we do is create an index for each of the five key measures. So if we take the financial expectations measure that we've been talking about earlier, the question text for this is, 
How do you expect the financial position of your household to change over the next 12 months? Anyone who says a lot better is giving a, a weight or a score of one. Anyone who says a little better is given a score of 0.5, which is to reflect the strength of their feelings. The same is done with people at the negative end of the scale. So with those that say a lot worse, they're given a weight of one. Those saying a little worse are given a weight of 0.5. The weighted data for a lot or a little better is then added together. Likewise for a lot or a little worse, with the worst score subtracted from the better score and divided by the number of respondents. And there's your first index. That same process is completed for each measure. And finally, we add the indexes together and divide by five, which is the number of measures that go into the index. And that produces the overall consumer confidence index score. So what we've done is take a responses to a variety of questions and boiled it down to one key number that can be easily communicated and understood. Okay. That makes complete sense. Um, and thankfully, that is what I've been telling people for a long time. <laughs> and we've been doing this since January 1974. So we've got 50 years of this information, haven't we? Yes, that's right. Earlier, I mentioned the index is minus 15 over the last 10, 10 years. But if we go back further, over the last 50 years, it stands at minus 10. So in some ways, you could say over the last decade, we've actually got slightly more negative in our outlook. What it does mean though, is we've also got a really great reference data set to go back and say, okay, we can see the scores doing this now. Uh, when has this happened before? What was the causes of it then? How quickly did we re recover from it? So it can really help us to inform our thinking at the time uh, when we're looking at the, at the situation. And that's perfect for you as a data guru, isn't it? Because you can get right into the data. We were just looking at income levels, but we can also look at where people live, can't we, to give a sense of confidence by region, for instance. So exactly. We can cut the data by the major regions in England, by Scotland, by Northern Ireland, by Wales, and really drill down to region to see, are there some parts of the country that are feeling more positive than others and perhaps are recovering more quickly than others? And we've got some more questions coming on to the omnibus this year, haven't we? Because it's an election year. That's quite right. What we're going to do in March is add a question about people's voting intentions. This means we can align what, who they're going to vote for with some of the measures to see. For example, are people more inclined to vote for one party versus another? As you know, we can't really forecast how that's going to go, but it'd be quite interesting to see who's more aligned with a positive or a negative consumer. And just to be clear, that won't be part of the index, will it? That's an add-on. Correct. It will be an add-on. Just sticking my guru hat back on again, those five key questions are always at the start of the questionnaire. It's been the same questions up front for 50 years, and that's why we can be so confident we've got a very consistent data set and scores that we're delivering. But it doesn't mean we can't do things in the rest of the questionnaire that are relevant for that time of year. So as the, the world develops over 2024, We'll be adding questions and taking them out to, to uh, you know, investigate particular issues in more detail. Yeah. Okay, that's really good. And I just want to share with everyone that the next data will be published on February the 23rd. Um, so that comes out just after midnight on Friday, February the 23rd, and it will be available on gfk.com in the morning. Um, and we'll see what the score is then. And Neil and I will be back then 
to put some context around what we've seen and uh, we'll have another Data Guru Corner and maybe, who knows, I'll persuade him to give us a tune. So thanks, Lucy. I better get passing now. <laughs> Thank you. Good to talk and speak soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Thinking Ahead. For more information about this topic, you can click the link in the description. Please make sure to leave us a review and let us know what you think about the podcast. And of course, if you haven't already done so, please hit the subscribe button to keep up to date with the latest insights. We'll see you next time so that you keep thinking ahead.